Hello, everyone. My name is Megan Skidmore, and this is episode five of the Beyond the Shadow of Doubt podcast. My goal is to bring the traditionally taboo topic of doubt and questioning out of the shadows of shame and into the sunlight. I am a life transitions coach certified through the Life Coach School, and I work with parents of LGBTQ plus kiddos of a conservative faith background, and as of late, sometimes their teens. Last week, we learned about denial and how well that works out or doesn't work out. I wanted to expand on that a little bit more this week by sharing with you a pivotal moment in my journey. When I heard the Beyond the Block podcast with Derek and James, an episode uh, they called Crash and Learn, and I will leave in the show notes the link to that. Uh, it really impacted me because it felt like a lot like what I was going through at the time. Um, and Derek quoted Crash Theory by Rabbi B'nai Lappi. And she starts with this hypothesis that all human beings share the same big questions of life, such as, why am I alive? And who am I? Who are you? Does the soul survive death? And what happens after we die? How did we get here? And how should I live my life? Where do I belong? And she went on to say, no matter your race, religion, ethnicity, sexual orientation, your gender expression, every single one of us shares those same big questions of life. Every culture, religion, tradition come into being for one and only one reason, and that is to answer those basic questions. And it does so by means of what she calls a master story. And as long as your master story is working for you, you aren't even aware that you have questions. But every story will ultimately and inevitably crash, such as an event will occur, making your master story no longer work. So now you know you have questions and you've got to figure out who you are and what you believe and how you're going to live your life. So for Rabbi B'nai Lapi, this for her happened. Uh, she says, I was raised of Jewish tradition. By age 14, I suspected I was gay. And I knew that they put people in jail for that. Crash. Now for me, personally, Megan Skidmore, I was raised LDS in the past, sometimes referred to as Mormon. And I have several family members, one of whom is my kiddo, that identifies LGBTQ+. I know there's limited opportunity for progression and simultaneously living true to one's identity in the LDS religion. Crash. Continuing with Rabbi B'nai Lapi. She said, there are three and only three possible responses to any crash. 
and each one has upsides and downsides. The first one is to deny the crash. You revert to your master story and hide there. You make sure any threatening info stays out. The upside is you get to keep your master story and you also get to keep the perks of being accepted and approved of. The downside is that you're in a state of denial. The second option or response is to go the complete opposite direction. You accept the crash and you figure that if part of your master story doesn't work, the whole thing is a crock. You reject that master story and you jump completely off into a new story. Remember that you are always in some story. The question is, which one will you be in? Now the upside to option two, according to Rabbi B'nai Lapi, is that you no longer have to deal with your master story that doesn't quite fit. You get to love your new story. The downside is kind of this baby with the bathwater idea. You have to get rid of all the stuff that did work, that was true. Now, important to remember is that every story will ultimately and inevitably crash, even this one. Now, note that most people will go for option one or two after their master story has a crash. Now, the third and last option is you do not deny the crash. You also do not reject your master story. You use the crash to understand your master story, to figure out what works and doesn't work, and retell that story, which is traditionally a very radical move. So how do you deal? How do you move forward? So when you feel and see a crash coming on, you slow down, you breathe, you relax, you figure out exactly what part of the master story is crashing for you then you embrace it. You own the truth. You take it with you. You go back to the basic human questions and answer them. You go back to your master story and really examine it, understand it, figure out what works and doesn't work. Take what works, leave behind what doesn't. Retell your story and live that one. As a side note, I add uh, to what Rabbi B'nai Lapi just said, when it comes to what doesn't work, I sought out and continue to seek out personal revelation specific to my story and to my questions. That is what helped me and present tense helps me move forward. Now, uh, Rabbi B'nai Lapi says, option three is not only how you become an authentic person, it opens up new possible stories for others. And that is how you change the world. Option three does not have the black and white clarity of one and two. It is messy and complex, just like us. And you never know if you're getting it right. It's where you become who you really are and figure out what you're going to do with the story you were given. She brought up Darwin. Darwin, who said, nature compiles every living thing. And every day they get to make one of three choices, adapt, migrate, or die. Crashes happen in our lives, and every single day we get to make one of those three choices, adapt, migrate, or die. What might it look to go to option three? Give it a try. I will leave a link to this uh, TED Talk in the show notes. It was, 
it was very moving. Now, I realize that this may or may not resonate with you, and that is okay. It actually may make some of you uncomfortable. Also okay. I just invite you to get curious. Why are you feeling uncomfortable? What part specifically is making you uncomfortable? And have you felt this way before? Ask yourself, is it possible there is growth beyond this discomfort? Rabbi B'nai Lapi went on to share this Jewish legend. Every blade of grass has an angel that bends over it, knocks it on the head, and whispers, growl. So every crash that we experience could be likened to this angel bending over and whispering to us, growl. I think the reason why this resonated with me so much when I first heard it is because I was what I was dealing with at the time, because my master's story was very much being called into question. I was, I, th I suppose, coming face to face with the three option, the options. I chose option three, which was to not deny and to also not completely go the other way, but to try to make it my own. That is in fact what I chose and continue to choose to do. I am creating my own customized experience. If I had denied the fact that I was experiencing significant cognitive dissonance, I would have created more problems for myself. And review last week's episode, if you're unfamiliar with what I'm talking about regarding denial and doubts. And I would have denied myself the opportunity to create my results on purpose. In other words, to choose what I wanted to think, what I, which ultimately would lead to what I felt and then my actions and ultimately what I created when it came to my circumstances. Coaching has very much been a godsend and a lifeline in my journey. Because of coaching, I took the opportunity to choose my faith journey. It closely mirrors what New York Times columnist David Brooks has referred to as one of those who are, quote, are within the organization, but they're not subsumed by groupthink. They work at the boundaries bridges and entranceways, end quote. He calls them those who are, quote, at the edge of the inside, end quote. And I will link that in the show notes. I don't know about your corner of the world, but post-COVID, my congregation is a little slimmer. Yours may or may not be. Could be due to some travel, could be due to a lot of things. But for sure, everyone on this planet was touched by the pandemic in some way or another, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. It is no secret that there are quite a few hot button topics that have bubbled to the surface the past several years that have the potential to divide more than unite. I invite you, no matter if you find yourself inside a church building, chapel, synagogue, or outside, that you allow anyone and everyone to be wherever they are at in their journey. Allow the questions, allow the doubts, allow open discussions, 
allow the mutual sharing of lived experience. I even say encourage all of these things and listen. Listen and listen some more. As a matter of fact, listen way more than you speak. You might think you have all the answers, but I assure you that you do not. And even if by some chance or miracle you do, all a person really wants is to be seen, heard, and loved. They will not care what you have to say unless they feel loved. If you can remember nothing else from today's episode, remember just love, all caps, just love. If you can think of someone who would benefit from this message, please forward it along. If you have enjoyed today's message, please leave a rating and a review. To schedule your first coaching session, go to my website, https colon forward slash forward slash Megan, M-E-A-G-A-N, Skidmore Coaching, all one word, dot com. See you next time. Thanks for joining me today.